0: Hello, and welcome to This is Purdue, the official podcast for Purdue University. Our conversations and stories feature Boilermaker students, faculty, and alumni taking small steps toward their giant leaps and inspiring others to do the same. Known worldwide as the fastest sport on grass, hurling arrived at purdue university in 2005 both student run and student led in addition to being the nation's oldest continuously active collegiate hurling club purdue's hurling team enjoys widespread success playing one of the oldest most demanding sports a closer look at these stellar student athletes shines a spotlight on this crowd-pleasing sport of ancient gaelic irish origins there's
1: something primeval about whacking a small object with a big stick Hurling is one of the oldest sports in the world. It's probably the oldest continuously played sport in the world. It's about 3,000 years old. Irish
2: chieftains used to use it as a way to teach their uh, warriors to get ready for
1: battle. It goes back before prehistory. It's mentioned in ancient Irish legends and myths.
2: Hurling is an Irish sport, kind of like a mixture between field hockey and lacrosse.
1: a ball about the size of a baseball called a slitter, and a club that is three feet long called a hurley. You can catch the ball in your hand, you can pick the ball up using your stick, you can strike the ball on the ground with your stick, strike the ball in midair, you can carry the ball in hand for four steps, but after that you have to do something with it, so you can either pass it to a teammate or try to score. Hurling's known as the fastest game on grass, so it's a very fast-paced
3: sport. Um, the way that you advance the ball is striking it with a hurl, and as you can imagine, it's
2: going to go pretty far and pretty fast. The goals are about the size of a soccer goal with field goal posts. It's three points in the goal and one point through the field goal posts. You have field positions like in soccer with a goalie, um, and then you use a helmet as face protection when you're playing. Well, about eight years ago, two undergraduate students went over to study in Ireland for a study abroad program. And they came back from that program and they were like, well, we need to play this game. They saw it in Ireland. It's very big in Ireland. It's uh, it's a
1: national sport there. For the All-Ireland Final, which is the biggest prize in Hurling, it gets a crowd of 82,000 people and uh, gets a worldwide audience of two million. But these guys were like,
2: we need to start a team at Purdue. It started out more as a social club but now it's more moving towards, we want to play hurling, we want to win, we want to do our best. If there's two guys on one guy, that means someone's open.
1: Be looking for the open guy. This is a sport that really inspires people who aren't even seasoned sports fans. There's a certain mix of athleticism, physicality, and skill, and above all the skill, and I have to emphasize the skill.
3: The beauty of hurling is it incorporates so many
1: skills from other sports.
3: The physicality of football, definitely the hitting from baseball, uh, really helped me uh, pick up hurling quickly.
1: Soccer is a much maligned sport for being low scoring but that's actually kind of part of the excitement of soccer it's a very suspenseful game so even the prospect of a goal is enough to keep the fans on their toes so we actually have that in hurling too because of the added value of the goal you get three points if you put the ball in the net but we also have the rapid-fire scoring that you have in basketball so it has all the advantages and none of the disadvantages of every other sport we
2: play fall and spring Uh, we travel anywhere from going to Nashville to play uh, Middle Tennessee State University.
3: IU is our biggest rival, I mean, not only in the Big Ten, just because there's that, you know, IU-Purdue rivalry, but um, they're really good contenders, they've got a lot of talent, so um, they typically tend to give us our best games.
2: Last year, we traveled 52 hours by train to Stanford University and ended up defeating Stanford in the finals to win the national championships last year. We had a very good Irish player, uh, Seamus O'Cleary, who came over uh, as, through an exchange program and played with Purdue last year.
3: Having a large international population at Purdue definitely helps with the team. The biggest thing that we take pride in is we're a student-run, student-led organization, and we have equipment for uh, any any new player to use. All that you need is cleats. You, know, you can come out the first day and we'll put you in a game. <laughs> Hurling will really help you grow as a person if you put in time and effort to it.
1: And it's not just an Irish sport for Irish people. It's a game for everybody.
0: (laughs) Twirling has a long and celebrated history at Purdue, as the university's twirlers help build school spirit that's second to none. Equally engaged off-campus, they also serve as campus ambassadors, representing the university at special appearances and events throughout the surrounding community. Through powerful athleticism and stunning performances, these talented students solidify Purdue's standing as the cradle of twirlers.
4: Twirling began with the Purdue All-American Marching Band um, under the direction of Professor Al G. Wright. Baton twirling is a sport that it, it takes years to develop. The skill, I think it it involves athleticism, it also involves grace.
5: I'm one of the future twirlers here at Purdue and I'm the girl in black. I am Purdue's golden girl and I've been honored to be the first five-year golden girl that Purdue's ever had.
4: We are the Silver Twins. We are one of the future baton twirling spots. You have to be multi-talented to be a baton twirler. You have to be able to use your body well, you have to uh, move across the field. Um, in an elegant style, but you also have to have the power to be able to throw the baton really high and do all kinds of amazing things underneath it and catch it. So it's not an easy sport um, for sure, and most of our twirlers who are at the level of our current um, feature twirlers have have twirled for years. I've been twirling for 14 years.
6: I've been twirling since
5: I was 3 years old, so 15 years have been twirling like around 13. I've been twirling since I've been three years old, so as you grow up, you really want to continue to twirl and hope to get a scholarship as well. And Purdue's well known in the twirling world. We're actually known as the cradle of twirlers. Just as Purdue is known as the cradle
6: of
4: quarterbacks, we're
6: known as the cradle of twirlers.
4: At yeah, twirling here Purdue, The whole nation knows that it's one of the best schools for twirling and they honor and really care for the twirlers. The Purdue twirling um, program is is very visible and I think we have a long-standing reputation. I wanted to be the girl in black because my mom and my aunt were both a girl in black and
6: Purdue's a lot about tradition and that's kind of why I came here. My mom was the girl in black when it was the 25th anniversary of the girl in black and I was the girl in black when it was the 50th anniversary of the girl in black. 13 of the 20 girls in black came back, including myself, and we had a big celebration. They got to come down on the field during halftime and then they all came out onto the field and they announced all of their names and what year they were there. And then they announced my mom and my aunt and then they announced me as the first legacy and that was really cool and the crowd didn't know that I was a legacy and when they heard that but it just got so loud and it was awesome. Just the support that you get from the fans and like the school itself, people are so supportive. It's incredible.
4: And just learning the traditions
5: and being part of the traditions and learning our fight song, knowing our alma mater. It's not just twirling. Um, That's the big difference I think here is that we're such great ambassadors for the school and people really respect the twirling position and the twirling world and all that you have to offer. The most um, enjoyable part for me as a coach
4: is to see how these young ladies are so positively affected by the experience. Twirling at the games is fun and getting to be around the band is fun but
6: what's most rewarding for me is getting to go read books to kids at elementary schools or go do outreaches at
4: preschools or perform at high school basketball games we do outreaches um, go to local high schools and charity events i really encourage our current students to be involved in this community and to be very receptive to going to the schools or the retirement homes and and they are and What's been so neat is to hear them come back and say some of these experiences have been their most memorable ones.
5: You know, not many people can sit there and say that they've changed someone's life and to actually see it happen and know that you had a positive effect on someone's life knowing that you did more than just twirl that day. Yes, the 65,000 Screaming fans is nice. Yes, Mackie amazing and doing a no-drop performance and standing ovations. But going into your community and doing something that you think is so small becomes so big to someone else. That's something that's going to stand out forever within my life.
0: Known for its many cherished traditions, Purdue University has built an enduring presence in the world of twirling. One that will only continue to grow in the years to come. Thanks for listening to This is Purdue. For more information on this episode, visit our website at purdue.edu podcast. There, you can route to your favorite podcast app to subscribe and leave a review. As always, boiler up.